Welcome to the 30 Pause Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Clark. On this podcast, myself and a few guests along the way are here to help you navigate what it's really like riding the roller coaster of emotions through that third decade of life. We're here to laugh at ourselves, live our truth, to inform, be fabulous, darlings. So thank you for joining and hop on the roller coaster of emotions and be sure to hold on to your nipples because we're about to enter 30 Pause. <laughs> Welcome back to the 30 Pauls podcast. I know I've been away for a few weeks and I appreciate your patience. I've had a very interesting and abundant July. And I just want to start the show by um, telling you guys about it. First of all, I have to preface this by saying that this has to be... I'm sober. This is sick. Um, I have to preface this by saying... That this is probably one of the best summers I've had in probably, I would say, like, all of 30 plus. Summers are not my thing, typically, you know? But I forgot here in the good old Midwest and good old Indiana that um, summers are celebrated. Like, truly celebrated. And because... In the land of the swamp, a.k.a. Florida, it's the seasons are hot and hotter. I forgot how much fun it is to celebrate summer. You know, we only have like good, a good six months of weather around these parts. So we really do it up. So I went to the fam- our family lake house. And by the family lake house, I mean we just rent them. My family doesn't have a lake house. Um... So there's that. So I went to the family lake house and um, I went uh, with my dad's side family, I went with the Clarks one week, and then we just um, finished celebrating so much goodness on the, my mom's side of the family. So it was just a good time. Um, it was a lot of back and forth because I was working at the same time, but I just felt so many good moments, so much abundance and gratitude. Even though emotionally this month has been a roller coaster, as it usually is, I just feel like even when the times get tough or I'm in a in a, a heavy emotional moment or I'm I'm overthinking or I'm doing all of these things, even though all of those things still occur, I think the real growth is is how I'm managing self soothing and getting myself out of that rut and just really continuing to be like the problem solver that I know I am deep down and not like wallow in my woes. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me. At any rate, hashtag growth, hashtag summer, summer, summer time. She was feeling fine and she's grateful. Abundance, babe. Abundance. We're here for that. Then we gotta talk about something, and that's Instagram. Um, 
guys, the Instagram is literally TikTok now. And that saddens me. And that saddens a lot of us. A lot of us millennials, for sure. Because Instagram was the app that separated us from, like, the Facebookers. You know? It was just, like, peep the cool photo, you know, and and just take it in. And that's what it is. The reels is overwhelming because for me, of course, I want to grow my following. I want the 30 pause page to grow. I want the growth. Who who doesn't? But at the same time, I feel like the takeover of the reels and the you got 30 seconds for, you know, this person and that's it. There's no like real connection or like stillness and I read this amazing quote or post I should say I read this amazing post the other day and I'm gonna kick myself for not saving it hold on let me find it essentially it's just like you know, people are just saying, you know, if I wanted to see video after video of random pages I don't follow, I wouldn't be on Instagram. It's the pages that we don't follow and the lack of chronological order that the app used to be in. The update is just terrible, honestly. And Instagram needs to be Instagram and TikTok needs to be TikTok. And when you feel like going down a digital dementia of TikTok videos, then by all means, hop on the TikTok app. But the Instagram app is different, and we want to see our friends. I feel like that's the overall consensus. So, to me, I just feel like, stop trying to be TikTok. I just want to see cute photos of my friends and the people that I follow and peeps that I have connected with. Like, I have made amazing friendships through Instagram amazing so much so that we now have full-blown conversations and I have like not met these people and it's just it's honestly it's the it's that's the part of Instagram I don't think that people understand or realize it's like yeah you gain following because you're someone who is bringing something to their feed I wrote a blog back in, I want to say like 2018, talking about unfollowing people and following people who are on the same wavelength as you and the same path and making sure that we're not, you know, I unfollowed, I think that year I unfollowed a ton of Instagram pretty people because I was like, okay, yeah, you're pretty, but you're not really giving me anything else and I need a little bit more than that on Instagram now. It's evolved. The app has evolved so much. But, and I understand things are going to be constantly evolving and changing. But if you want to be TikTok, be on TikTok. But I don't need my full screen to be a TikTok video where we're losing like the squares. Has anybody noticed that? Like the actual format. We are losing the actual like square posts that we have. And it's just bullshit in my opinion. So, Instagram, get your shit together. We miss the old Instagram. If I find that that quote, I'll post it on the Instagram post when promoting this episode. But 
um, it was a whole thread and it was just beautifully said. And I, I, I reposted it to my personal page and, um, and I actually, I've been toying with the idea of, of, um, deleting my old Instagram photos from way back in the day when I started the account, probably what, 2013. Okay. And I think subconsciously I never did because I've always really appreciated just seeing the growth, not only with within me, but within the app. Remember when Instagram was only able to post 15 second videos? Remember when Instagram didn't have stories? Like these are the things that what that's why people join the app. That's why people liked it, you know, and then videos got to be longer. Okay, that's a dope upgrade. We're into that. I'm into, you know, 30 seconds or a minute rather than 15 seconds, especially when it comes to anything like performance. I want to see more, especially if I'm in it, you know, and then the idea of really just having the reels be the headliner rather than the actual posts. I just find it to be so disassociation. Is that a word? Disassociating. I think that's the word. I just, I really do. I just don't, I don't want to see people I, I, I follow. I don't follow. I only want to see the people I follow. I want to see cute pics. I want to see funny pets. You know, I want to see people just embracing their lives and living their best. And I want to like, like, and double like and comment. I love a reel. You know, your girl has, has joined the reel thing. Oh, that's funny. Um, but yeah, I, I make reels, but I miss posts and I'm going to post more photos because I fucking feel like it. And I think you should too. Come on, Instagram, get it together. At any rate, I want to introduce today's guest because I don't know if you guys were living under a rock um, since last week, but Beyonce released her, is this her sixth or seventh album? I can't recall, honey. I'm part of the beehive, trust me. But she released Renaissance. We have lots to discuss. I have been listening to it for literally like four days straight. I have had an abundant amount of opinions and thoughts, and so has my girl Corinne. So I said, well, girl, hop on, and we must discuss. So ladies and gentlemen, Corinne Olivia. She's not She's not a tech queen, baby. I'm not a tech queen either, and honestly, I get really, actually, I get really angry about it because I don't want to spend an abundant amount of time, like, doing the update and this and that. I mean, like I said, my Mac Air, she's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Like, yeah. Yeah. She's circa 2015, babe. And she's gone strong. Although, (laughs) I have told myself, Heather, you know this laptop maybe has one more year. Maybe. Maybe. If she's, like, pampered. If she's pampered. Oh, Cheersy. She's on a red. She's on a red. Red, Because we're always on the same level. We know this. Oh, Oh, love the nails. Um, And we know. Did you do them yourself? Fuck no. No, not these ones. No, you be out here doing some like nail art. I do. I do. I can dabble in some nail art. Dabble in it. Okay. 
No, thank you. I can, I can do it. I dabble, I dabble in the nail arts, you know, all the arts really. No, like, you know, CJ, CJ's out here sending me freaking, have you seen Heather's nails today? You don't need to be going to pay like $40 for nails. Just follow Heather. I'm like, I are, I'm like, mom, like I told you about Heather. Okay. So can you not, can you please stop? And she's like, she did this for five with $5, $5. And I'm like, stop, just stop. I will never do yeah, that another one of my friends. If you're, me, yeah. I, yeah. She's I just can't. like, oh my God, have you seen her nails this month? She did them herself. <laughs> like, that's great. I'm so happy that you found that. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm fully regretting telling you to follow her. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Amazing. Well, I love a CJ cool. moment. She really thing. cracks me up. And your mom actually reminds me so much of my mother i'm sure they'd be besties i'm oh, sure bless your heart then i'm bless sure 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 um just like the little quirks and stuff so during lockdown um hey, I would, personality for me yeah <laughs> for <laughs> sure i like uh during the lockdown i was catching my mom on deep and deep oh. deep tiktok holes and that's how she hey. got tiktok tracy because yeah. i was like whoa my mom is addicted like, I was, this is, I was like, this is digital dementia. This is next level. I was like, oh my gosh, I guess we need to have an intervention. I was like, do I look like this? <laughs> oh my. I didn't know. I didn't know how to deal. I actually didn't know how to deal. So then eventually I was catching I don't know her. how to handle this. <laughs> I didn't know either. So I was like, I, eventually I was catching her. Right. And so I'd like Steve Irwin, like with the, vid- with the, with the video uh, out here in the, and I'd be like, yeah, right here, TikTok Tracy. Tracy. Yeah. The natural environment. TikTok, yeah, TikTok literally Tracy. nothing. TikTok Tracy back in her natural habitat, scrolling, <laughs> laughing, smirking, maybe a little tear. We don't know. We don't know. We can't know for sure. We can't know yeah. for sure. But TikTok Tracy is just brilliant. <laughs> She's really in her natural habitat. Yeah. So I I would like, she'd be like, are you recording me? And I'm like, yeah, oh, I no. am. Because it's <laughs> hot fire, hot fire premium content. Mom. So now, now it's so content. Funny. You can't expect me not to film it, baby. Come on. Come on. I'm like, listen, mom, how, how are you supposed to have the mother-in-law suite in my non-existent mansion? Exactly. I say the exact same thing. Like you need to, you need to crawl through the dirt so that you, we can live amongst the lavish. Okay. And if that means I need content that you don't approve of, I'm sure you're going to be loving it when we're having spa days every day. So period, period, mom. So just wait until your girls flourish. Exactly. Okay. And, and hence. And then at that time, they're going to be like, oh, my God, film me, film me. And we're just going to be like, wow, have the house. She's going to be. Yeah. By that time, my mom's going to give truly no fucks. She'll be like 10 years, probably older than she is now, you know, and then she'll just be like, well, how many followers do I have? Do I have fans? Do I have fans? I have fans. CJ is weird with it, though, because she pretends like she doesn't like it. And it's so (laughs) funny to me. She, I'm just like, no, like mom, like mom, people are, are truly obsessed with you. Like you have a small gathering of, of fans, if you will. And and I just didn't oh yeah. And it. my mom has had full blown conversations with followers of mine. Same. Fat 
Yeah, that now they kiki in the DMs. Yes. (laughs) And I'm just like, what have I created here? What? what I did this. I did this. And now I did I, it. We did it. We did I it. created this villain. Like I created the monster. I did. I did. I downloaded the phone. I said, get on my phone plan. Here we go. And then it was over. I, okay. You know what it is? I gave her an iPhone. I, I transitioned her from the Android to the iPhone. And now it's so much more user-friendly. And now she's just yep. TikTok. She don't stop. Yep. Yeah. You know? But then they don't stop. <laughs> Oh my god, I want to sex you up. That was such a good jam. Okay, so we're on here. We're here to take care of business. Yeah, some be business. Sipping. Oh my god, hold up. I I I literally put on this jacket just for this. Okay, okay, okay. okay. The, <gasps> the formation world tour. This chair out of my freaking way. Oh, you see it? Oh, you see oh, it? I do. See me out here? Wow. Well, that's funny that you dressed up for um the show because I did too. Oh, that that is why we are friends, baby. Hey, 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 hey. I honestly so, feel like it would be disrespectful if we didn't come prepared we, with some sort of merch, like disrespectful. So mine, yeah, mine is from um, my friend uh, Cam. Uh, You can follow him at Painkiller Cam. And um, I love him. I I love love Cam. We're thick as thieves, and I love his sister. You not love him, the little ray of sunshine. Oh, he really, really is. So then I bought this when he did. um, You don't view my thing, baby. Yes. (laughs) And I was like, wow. So my oh my god, he put Tina's daughter on it. Yeah. So my yeah. So my shirt says. If you don't jump to put jeans on, baby, you don't feel my pain, which I got. I got that pain. I've been through that pain. And then it says Tina's daughter. So it's iconic. And we're here. Yeah. And we're here and we're we're talking about Bay Renaissance. So we just, you know, we get down in the DMs, A.D., um, a lot. And so I was just like, I really was listening to the album i think third friday friday because you know my old ass went to bed so i didn't wake i didn't stay up till 12 o'clock unless i'm not that hard into the paint but i'm hard into the paint do we get it same so i friday morning i was like that's right her album's out okay let me let me listen and i love like sit and let's discuss and let's let's yeah like i just i love i love and this is what I did as a kid which I'm sure you did too listening to albums from front to back with the CD with the CD thingy the the, the thingy the foldy the credit foldy thing the lyrics. With the lyrics some of them didn't have the lyrics though and that would really I grind my gears grind the F out of my gears the gears were grinded I was just they like, were this is not the full experience they were sparking while they're what I'm listening to correct correct now I feel so ripped off ripped the yes off. and I needed to see credits I needed to see who is a I writer know. who's a who producer who was in the room who helped what was this part like as soon as songs drop I'm just like okay but who because member on um who are the people on, on it happen? 
there was this, I can't remember her name. And I tried so hard before I was trying to figure out this whole like technology thing. And it just wasn't working out for me. Yeah. And the chick that did that literally was like inspired the surfboard thing. She was like at the time 19 and she was like, on Instagram, a genius engineer, one would refer to her as a prodigy. And um, somehow Parkwood found her and was just like, we want you. And she went on this whole like Forbes, I think it was a Forbes documentary where she was our interview where she was just like, I literally was in the room with greatness. I knew like I felt like I didn't belong there. And I got Beyonce to put surfboard in her song. So I love that Beyonce does yeah, that. It's like, I did, I did. like we know, we know Beyonce is on Instagram. We know Beyonce is on Snapchat. I will spend the rest of my days trying to find her Finsta. I swear to God, it'll, if it's the last thing I do, I will be hunting it down every single effing day. Okay. But, and I'm not proud of it, but I'm also not ashamed of it. It's a good gray area, but, um, I just think it's so interesting how her team does like it's so brilliant because when like she's writing songs for them to be released three years from now. Yeah. So she's got to be way ahead of the time, because if she was writing for this current time, boom, the, the album drops. And now we're like, oh, this would have been great. Um, three years ago. Yes. So that's why it's so freaking advantageous of her for her to hire and pull in young people to be like, we're not saying lit anymore. Like we're not, yeah. not so. Yeah. It's not litty. It's not, we're not doing the, the lit thing has come and gone thing. Mm-hmm. But um, I just think it's brilliant. Like, and I don't know who is surfing the web, finding these people, but it's amazing. She's, she's got a whole, chance. yeah, she's, she's honestly, she's got a whole, probably a whole creative team that says, find me yeah. the new, find, make me, find me the, find me the kids, find me the children. Yeah. Find and me that's why sure. she's stay relevant with exactly. such a vast age group. Yeah. Because the, the Beyonce knows, oh, this, this lyric is for my older fans. These, this is for my Destiny's Child fans. Correct. Which probably she relates to more. Yeah. But then he doesn't want to lose the, the younger generation. To the Gen Zers. And- the Gen Zers, and <laughs> so they're. <laughs> I love them. Clearly, we love them, and some of them listen. We love them. My keyboardist is always just like, "Fix your face, fix your <laughs> face," because like this, it's not a good look for you as an entertainer. Um, but like, I just think it's genius. Like, so she writes for her age group, but then knows that she can't write for the younger age group. So she goes, hey, Parkwood, pull up some some young ass people so that they can also relate to my music too. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So for me, <clears throat> I think this is a very fair statement that Beyonce is the Michael Jackson of our generation. I just said this today. Okay. Just said this today. And this is why we are connected at the soul. Yeah, connected. (laughs) So, okay. So she is the MJ of our generation. Yes. Why and what makes her that is because commercially, just like Michael Jackson did with Thriller and things like that, Beyonce did with 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 B-Day and then she followed up majorly with I am Sasha Fierce 
Yes. So when she did those two albums back to back and she was not motherfucking stop for what, four or five years? Yeah, she was hustling. She was hustling. She, she was like, I'm on an 85 city United States tour. Then I'm going to Europe. Then I'm going to Asia. Then I'm going to, and was she like, was nonstop. I was like, girl, what vitamins are you taking? Because I can yeah. barely get out of bed. Exactly. Like, but she knew that she had to be a workhorse in order to be where she wanted to be. So I love that. But she is yeah. truly the MJ of our generation. Yes. And you, when you reach that level of stardom, when you reach that level of status, you mentioned before, Beyonce is for sure having like, she's got a fence star, she's watching or da, 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 da. What makes her so untouchable and I say that with air quotes is because Beyonce is no longer relatable okay oh my god I literally have this conversation with everyone but you are the first person that has brought it up and it is not me bringing it up okay so for example okay so I like I feel like everything with Beyonce worked like in like time-wise so perfectly like she got all of her interviews done in like the 90s during Destiny's Child, when everyone was just like, okay, yeah, Beyonce wants to be a whale. When so, she, like, yeah, or when she was like, I'm in, dangerously in love, I'm going to go on Oprah. Exactly. And then like, she comes out like, do like modeling her mother's dress. Would Beyonce of today do that? Hell to the fuck no. But it was like, it worked out perfectly for her. So the world got to know her, realize she's goofy. She's funny. She's relatable. She's also Sasha Fierce. Mm-hmm. And so we all fell in love with her then. And we're still falling in love with her because we go look at those videos and be like, oh my God, she's like, she's just like us. But it's like, if you were to, and it, this is the analogy, if, if, if like, you know, we would say, oh, like, you know, on the, on the next season of The Voice, Christina Aguilera is going to be a judge. We'd be like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But if someone were to say, oh, Beyonce is going to be the judge. We're going to be like, nope, the page was hacked. The page was hacked. Because- it was hacked. Even though they're all on like semi the same, they're all celebrities and they're all like mega talented and have amazing voices. Lady Gaga, Christina Aguilera. Yeah. Beyonce has literally found a way to break through that glass ceiling and achieve a like a higher level of stardom Mm -hmm. because she's no longer relatable. She's no longer relatable because she no longer has like we the public has no longer has access to don't we don't and don't have access to her we don't have her interviews she's not active on social media she hides the fuck out of her kids which if I were her I would too and and the fact that she only we only really get any sort of Beyonce relatableness when she chooses when she chooses which is through her art exactly Exactly. Which I think is just so brilliant because one, I think it's a twofold thing, but I think that because she, I've heard in interviews in the past where she's so terrified of interviews Mm -hmm. because she has said like when she was doing her fragrance thing, she was like, I'm so afraid. I just saw like the bloopers or something. And she was like, I'm so afraid of saying the wrong thing. Like I like put me on stage. I'm fine. But in an interview, I am sweating. Like my tits are sweating. And I fully get that because I'm the same way. Like, give me a mic, give me lyrics. I'm, I'm like, who is she? But like in an interview, when it's not revolving around music, I'm just like, I don't know words. And so I feel like her brand has become this huge thing that it would take one thing, one, one interview to go wrong Mm -hmm. that people would be like, oh, 
Mm-hmm. She's like not the queen that like we have idolized for so long. And I believe that she has lived long enough to see and be in the industry half her life, more than half her life now, that yeah. she knows, she sees what, where others, icon people kind of fucked up a little. Where then- they're allowing a 2020 interview happen with a Whitney Houston or Michael Jackson. You That's- have those, those moments where maybe we're all not our best, obviously. Like right. she still is human. Yeah. But- right. So she's always no, going to be going, but we're never going to know it. And she's exactly. never going to allow freaking Barbara or, you know, Diane Sawyer interview her on a 2020 no. special. That's never going to be because, like the public is never going to have access to her ever in that way. Ever. A white woman interviewing her would naturally say something out of pocket and she would just be like, are you, why am I doing this? And if it ever is going to be a special like that, you know, she's going to have Oprah or Gail do it, please. Exactly. Like exactly. She's so, not, she's not having, she's not having that. So I think she's learned, but yeah. let's go ahead and just flip-flop to renaissance um because honestly i i love dance music i love house music like i've been a dance music fan literally since the 90s when my mom was entirely too young to be a mom and i was a toddler watching mtv's the grind and i'm getting introduced to downtown julie brown and eric meese Okay, so that's where I'm at. You really um, are the same person. The longer (laughs) talk, I realize I'm just like, oh, okay, same. Okay, same again, same again. Like I grew up with like, finally, it happened to me. Like I was going to school and everyone was like, oh my God, did you hear the new Britney Spears? And I was just like, what about like, Finally, it is happy. <laughs> and no one knew what I was talking about. They were like, are like you what okay? about Robin S? You know, because yeah. if you are not show, if you if you don't like show me love, get the fuck out of my house. I don't want to. talk. Don't look at me. Don't speak. the door. Don't speak to me. The door, the door, the door. I won't even so, walk through it, baby. Just find it. Was, it. it was giving me. It. 90s grind yes. downtown julie brown realness and it was taking me back and i was like god damn it i fucking love this music so much and i've really been into dance music especially i mean pretty much all my life but i would say especially for the past like 10 years i've really like i've enjoyed house music a lot yeah so i i love that shit i'm very very much in it what I find and how our conversations about Bay started in regards to this context is that I was, you're saying that, you know, Khalees was popping off about, you know, the sample and Blase Block. I didn't know the whole story until you told me. Okay. How so I did it. so how she, I did. Did, she did her research and then yeah. our... <laughs> And then our, our conversation like, uh, continued. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a Gemini moon, babe. I'm going to know the tea quickly. And then yeah. I will have to communicate it because that's my job. I need so, you, like if I'm out of pocket and I don't know something, I need you to be like, no, 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 honey. Yeah, we, we need to go over the actual facts. And I, and I will that. happily do that. Yes, love that. Yeah, absolutely. So I was, um, I was, you mentioned something about Khalees being mad and I mentioned, and I want to make this very clear 
I had no idea that Cleese was um, kind of up in arms, not up in arms. That's such a dramatic way to say it. Cause I'm a huge, huge, I'm a huge Khalees fan, like yes. huge. Yes, so, um, so not so much up in arms, but she was just kind of like, I get off stage and I see all these notifications and I have my people talking and then, and then she drops this album. And then she made those posts. Essentially. I think where Khalees is coming from is that her beef is not really with B. It's with no. Pharrell. Exactly. It's with Pharrell because Pharrell has produced a large portion of this album. And um, I love Pharrell. I've been a huge Pharrell fan since NERD. I had an NERD. I had an NERD trucker hat, bitch. Okay. <laughs> Especially like way back in the day. But I had an NERD trucker hat. It was yellow and it was white. And it said NERD. And I thought I was the flyest motherfucker in Payne, Ohio. Have you heard his like OG band SBI surrounded by idiots? No. Okay. He sounds like a baby, but you need to dip into it. Okay. Okay. Literally named the band and it was, um, I can't even remember who it was, but it was the OG producer at the time. He, it'll come to me, but they literally named their group SBI surrounded by idiots. I love everything about that. And it I is, love it's everything so about it. It's so Pharrell. It is very Pharrell. Are you for real, Pharrell? I used to say that all the time. Yeah. Are you for real, Pharrell? I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be stealing that. So thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Um, so uh, I just think that her beef essentially is with Pharrell because here's the thing. Khalees made bangers and hits in yes. the dance world, especially in the dance Ooh. world genre. She is huge in europe huge just mm-hmm. like robin the white robin not robin s robin yeah. european robin she's right. also huge in the dance world it's also huge in the in the lgbtq plus community yeah so so is Khalees. right so i think essentially what was me saying before i knew Khalees even had taken up this video or or had done anything yeah i was saying i was listening to it friday and i was like this is giving me serious Khalees vibes and i love it like i'm yeah. into it this is the dance music the house music like honey this music says i'm here i'm queer get used to it like exactly. it is like, the ode to the gays it is like it's exactly. everything yeah it's everything that the the series pose is like it's the let's vogue to this baby. Like, Absolutely. Let's it's right. giving me 90s house music realness. And it's really, truly taking me back to why I truly loved this kind of music as a kid. And I continue to in my adulthood. Right. So I find that, you know, Khalees, I I'm all for people speaking their truth. And I feel like Khalees is a very special artist in the sense that she had a very public marriage and divorce with Nas. And I think that really shifted a lot of, um, you know, probably her alliances and her partnerships with the industry. Yeah. And, um, I do believe that she is speaking her truth when she does say that there are, you know, villains and secret, secret villains of this industry that will silence you and will keep you silenced because they have rights and money and shit. And that's what she's speaking to. So I just want to clear that up when it comes to Khalees, because I stand equal, like 
I stand in different ways because of different reasons for Beyonce and Khalees. But and this Khalees, Khalees has, n- this has nothing to actually to do with Beyonce. Did Khalees say she wanted a phone call from Beyonce? Sure. Is that a stretch? A Maybe, little bit. Especially if they're not tight. They're not, they're not in the, in the. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, um, Beyonce really does pay a lot of homage to like so much like great writing notes. I did my homework on this and it was just like, I just love how much, even with, um, you know, I can't even remember his name, but for like, uh, I did not come to, to, to play. I came to slay bitch. Oh, big Frida. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also featured in this album. Like, like, I love that. She just gives a platform to voice it that would not have been the world wouldn't have known about if she didn't put them on. Well, and also you have to learn you. I mean, for the listeners and stuff, you guys have to really understand if you're not familiar, you know, big Frida is a non-binary person and born a black man. So in that community, especially in the South, he's from new Orleans too, especially in the South, like you're black man and you're gay. Like it's dangerous for you. It's really dangerous out here for you yeah absolutely so i love that she just like gives these um non-binary um people and people who identify as maybe just a different sex as they were born with i trans people gay people honey i love it like let's continue to like shit and throw up rainbows because i'm here for it and i will stand and i feel like that's really what predominantly this album was it was just like absolutely i stand by you i hear you here's the mic go off yes that's what I feel like she did she did and also she recorded a majority of this album when she was in lockdown during 2020 living in LA so she only has so many people she can work with she probably had she you know she mentioned that in her British Vogue um interview so I mean I think at the end of the day Cleese doesn't own the rights to milkshake Pharrell and Chad Hugo do her beef is with Pharrell it's not with Beyonce you know and she loves her fans, but I don't see B going on a 40, 50 city U.S. tour with this album. I just don't. Like, and are you thinking, are you thinking there are going to be three parts to this? Like, are, is she going to drop three albums? Because she did say Renaissance part one. And yeah, no, she will. She will. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt if Renaissance part two doesn't come out within the same year. Like towards the end of this year. That's such a good point. Yeah. And then kick off a whole tour start 2023. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't be or summer 2023. I actually wouldn't be surprised if that would happen. Um, but you know, this isn't also another conversation that we were having down in the DMs is you're like, I'm just so excited for this tour and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yes, I'm excited for this tour as well. But at the same time, I just don't think Beast ever going to tour like she did before. Right. She's it's never like, going to tour like she did with like, I am Sasha Fierce or B-Day. No. Um, I just feel like because of my extensive Beyonce research, I might slightly be obsessed, but, and that's fine. I have no problem mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, she has said time and time again that she like lives for 
like, yeah, the studio releasing music is great, but she lives for being able to tell those stories of through the songs to her fans face mm-hmm. to face. But yeah, she's a different time in her life now. So it's just like, and, and also it's just like when you read her, but it's when just you read, like, yeah, I agree. And when you reach this level of stardom, you don't this act. level, and you have kids, and you have a whole family that you, she, I'm sure she takes care of. And, and, and on top of um, on top of her immediate family, you know, like I just don't see. I just was telling you, I was like, I can't imagine the expense out of pocket just to, for security alone. Exactly. I mean, Julius has got it made. Oh, but, but that's just that's just the freaking. That's just like a half a half of a half a percent of the security. Exactly. That she- exactly. So when doing my research, when it came to like the you know is you know i saw a lot of like billboard put out a article yeah. like oh is Khalees gonna sue over blah, blah blah and i'm thinking to myself this is such a shit clickbait headline because first That's- of all no she's not and no. she doesn't even have the rights to so she can't <laughs> yeah which sucks so bad i hate that like the same thing I- where she just didn't have the rights to her music and it's just like I could not, I cannot fathom how upset I would be. And the same thing happened to Lil Wayne. Like they literally, he didn't have the rights to the, I couldn't imagine writing, like pouring my soul out. Mm -hmm. And then the label being like, well, it's not yours. And it's just like, um, I went through it. I wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. Some like rich people liked me performing it. Ugly ass (laughs) suit is going to say you own it. Um, like heads are going to roll. So, um, I, I fully like empathize with that. And I just can't even imagine the therapy that like, I, if I went through that, the therapy that I would have to go through Mm. to be okay with that and just live my life. Yeah. Yeah. So when doing my research in regards to just like music rights and things like that, I love, I'm a terminology person. So like, I was like, okay, what is sample? What is I hear this term interpolation. They're mm-hmm. like, this is the difference between interpolation and sampling. So I was like, okay, so sampling is like, can you tell me what this means? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sampling, they said, is like literally like you're lifting like the existing record and you're putting it into another record. So right. I, in my mind, I'm like, I'm editing. I'm always editing tools and yeah. things like that. So I'm in my mind, I'm like, got it. So you literally lift from track one to track A and you lift her. That's yeah. a sample. You put that, that's a sample. Got it. Makes sense. You got to pay for that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Interpolation is making a new piece of music without sampling the original, but you're singing or playing a piece of it yourself with okay. the acknowledgement of said yeah. song. Okay. And I think there was an interpolation of Kalisa's song. And And talking about energy. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely hear that for sure. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. It is. I heard it, but you know, at the same time, Pharrell produced energy and that's Pharrell's song. And I hate that for you, Kalise. And I, I, I feel like Kalise is really a, a soul that has really been through the dirt. Yeah, she's really been yeah. through some shit. Like, she, her most, her, yeah, her husband yeah. recently passed away of cancer. I mean, just yeah. I think this woman has really been through a lot. So let her say her peace and her truth 
yeah on the internet and keep like let her then like come on yeah exactly i don't know but you know i just feel like you know honestly beyonce was like honey this is the dance record and we are going to be bopping through the bullshit right because she was yeah she was bopping through the bullshit she was like here i am um, we're all locked down. I live in LA. I can't go anywhere. So I'm going to make some really good music. I want to make, I want to make like escapism bangers. I want escapism music. And she made it. What's crazy is like, this is what I'm saying. It's where she can like, this bitch can see into the future knowing that after COVID was lifted and this like disgusting thing would leave us alone, that we would need some happy ass music because if she dropped something like lemonade, we'd be like, okay, COVID just ended. Now I'm in my bed crying. Yeah. Like now we need to be like, let's go. Let's fu- let's like, let's get it going. Like, let's- yes, exactly. Exactly. Brilliant. And uh, you know, I can't help because being a beat fan that I am, that I see so many parallels and almost like nice little buttons. And I'm going to spin these buttons when it comes to a full evolution of Beyonce as a solo artist. Because if you look back at Dangerously in Love and you look back on B-Day, we've got some bangers on B-Day. And like, for example, Church Girl, I'm sorry, but Church Girl is straight up like the sister of get me bodied yes it, it is. is the it's the sister it it's is. the same she's got her little like little say like her the oh. little one-liners left and right she yep. wants a full-blown dance routine in a nine-minute video with her sister by her side dancing exactly. that's that's church girl so it's it's a her and solange in a kelly moment yeah that's what it is you know you have dangerously in love and that's when she obviously first got with her now husband and, and now you have dangerously in love and then you have plastic off the couch. It's like, this is how our love has evolved and we have seen it. And I feel like those two songs are very parallel. Also another thing, cause I loved dangerously in love. I was obsessed with dangerously in love. I loved that whole album. It just took me to places I loved the live. Obviously, if you you've heard the live where she goes right into um "Sweet Love" by Anita Baker. Yes, I somehow my white ass got invited to the Black Heritage Festival in Curtis Hickson. Nice, what you, like is my first time ever on stage ever. So, what do you think I did? That's right, I did the fourteen minute long like live. Beyonce, Dangerously in Love. Then it went into, what did it go into after Danger? It went into Sweet Dreams. Sweet Dreams, yeah. And then Sweet Love. Yeah. That's what, that's the mountain I chose to climb. Okay. I love that journey for you. And how was that 14 minutes on stage? (laughs) My tits were sweating. But it's like, I've always been this way as an entertainer where I work backwards, where it's just like, I will conquer the hardest thing first. And then I'll go like to do like the easier things after. But it was just like, I pull up to Curtis Hickson. I had a whole ass security team and they're just like, and I I thought, because I've, I'm sorry, never done this before. 
<laughs> and I was just like, I thought I'd have to get dressed in the Curtis Hicks and bathroom where there's like literally tampons on the floor. And they're like, no, 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 honey. Like you have a whole Prevo. Like, do you know what a Prevo is? Yes. I, I don't tell, even know. Tell listeners what a Prevo is. So Prevo is the ultimate touring vehicle. Like you yeah. have your, like, you have your master suite, you have your bunk beds. It's like, mm-hmm. if you are, if you are killing it in the industry, you got You're your- in a Prevo, baby. Got a Prevo, baby. And <laughs> I had my own motherfucking Prevo. And it was like lined up, all, you know, like when they put the stage up, um, Curtis Hickson, it's right mm-hmm. in front of the water. And there was just lines of Prevos behind the stage. and the um the the person that was in charge of it all he's like this is yours and I was just like well who am I sharing it with and he's like nah baby this is yours and I was like I just love I honestly love that a you got the royal treatment (laughs) on your first gig I walked in that thing and there was a whole ass fireplace and I was like okay not gonna use this but I love that they gave me one wow and um I was terrified like mm-hmm. so I call my vocal coach and I was just like I need a fuck I need a fucking fire ass pep talk right now she sent me like a like a novel of a text this long she was like I want you to read it I don't I don't want you to hear it so you can keep rereading it and I was like that's so smart and I've had some really bad bad luck with vocal coaches in the past where they're just okay. like um, I don't like how you're pronouncing your B's. And I was like, bitch, what? <laughs> so she was like the one true one that was like, I have never heard someone like have just like a natural talent, like not yeah. me bragging. Like a like, true coach. I feel like I was trained in mixed voice and musical theater. So yeah. for me, I feel like a true um, vocal coach is also going I know it sounds crazy, but like, they also are like your therapist. Exactly. Exactly. It is true. I remember going to my private lessons and like the first like half hour was me just like venting about life and doing this and that. And he just sat there and he would listen to my 20 year old problems, (laughs) you know, and, and I would just sit there and then I would have killer fucking lessons. Yes. And it's just that mental block as a vocalist. That that I just feel like when we are, especially women, like when yeah. there's something on our heart and on our soul, like it's literally a blockage, like an actual like medical blockage that yeah. would, it would assimilate to where it's just like, well, I can't, I can't really deliver this piece. And, and most of the things that we sing are emotional mm-hmm. or, you know, something that we've gone through. That's why we picked yeah. the same song. Correct. And it's like, I can't fully do this if I'm not like, if I can't vent out my frustrations first and then she'd let me do that. And then it was just like, oh my God, it was perfect. So uh, like I said, I, I was really, you know, getting trained in mixed voice and especially musical theater, because for me, my thing was like, I want to be a believable actor on top of me singing at the same time. So what he did specifically um, was he made me, um, uh, recite my lyrics, like a monologue. Love that. And that was like the hardest, some of the hardest shit because, you know, lyrics, we rhyme and 
we will repeat ourselves. So like, how am I going to fucking say this as a monologue when I repeat myself four fucking times? It changes the whole thing. And then you read the lyrics in a different way when you're just reciting it. You're like, totally. Oh, I didn't hear that before because I was so focused on the run. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so focused on making the note perfect was in my chest, in my head. And if I was pulling the string from the top of my head, like I wasn't thinking about the lyrics. And now that I read it, I'm just like, oh, now the now the emotion is just coming without any like effort because I just I just now I'm connecting. Now it's yes together in a beautiful. Yeah, I always I always used to tell my students dancing Dancing is connecting your body to your heart, but singing is connecting your soul to your heart. And until you're able to do that, that is when you're actually really, truly singing. That is when you're actually really, truly dancing. And when you're able to do that, that's performing. That's performance. And it doesn't matter what or who or what's happening in the audience. I mean, I've had some of my most amazing, like, I can feel it. That was one of my best performances in rehearsals. Same, same, you know, or even the bar where like no one's listening. I was like, wow, that was literally the best gig I've ever had. Yeah. It has nothing to do with y'all. Nothing. It was was in here. Yeah. And it was like, and it would, it'll be crazy because it will be like a song that I've sang for 10 years. But now it like officially was like, oh, like I'm feeling it now. And I don't give a shit if no one else did. Exactly. But it it got me here. And I was like, wow. Okay. (laughs) Okay, Okay, God. Okay, God. All right. I see you working your magic. You're working in my soul. (laughs) Okay. Just open up a mic. Wasn't prepared. (laughs) Wasn't prepared to get this emotional. But here we are. Yep. Literally yeah. at our last gig, uh, Tori and I, my keyboardist, he, um, we did X Factor by Lauren Hill. And I was just like, oh God. And I announced to the crowd, I was just like, if y'all let me just get emotional for one second, that would be great. And like, no one's paying attention. I sing the song and it was like one of those times where I like really connected and everyone yeah. was just like, whoa she's like she went through this and I was like you bet your ass yeah you bet your fucking yeah absolutely and you know I mean we talk about our own artistry as creators and artists but like at the end of the day I know that Beyonce is not as relatable and uh, tangible as you know the everyday celebrity or what have you anymore but she at the end of the day she still is a human being and she still Mm -hmm. is an artist and she still just wants to perform and and make sure that her gift is impacting the world in a positive way. And I think essentially that's what she continues to do. And that's why she is so great. You know, she took us back to B-Day. She took us back to Dangerously in Love. Exactly. But at the same time, she gave us something new from her. It's exactly. not new. It's not new. These grooves, this Tina Marie Kalise Studio 54 vibe that she was serving. African beats that she's bringing to it. It's house music, African beats. It's like, and even in like- It's a fusion. The one where she was like, um, I'm dancing barefoot. Like Mm -hmm. that's what her ancestors did. I just, I love like the compilation of it all of just like respecting like where she came from. 
and then including not just doing house beats because she could have done just house beats and then just and it would have been amazing yeah i agree rated african beats in it and i was just like what can't she Mm -hmm. do like are you Mm -hmm. kidding me yeah absolutely because at the end of the day like Beyonce is a black woman in America and that's who she's representing first and foremost. Yeah. You know, and she's making sure that, you know, she is even when she did in dangerously in love till she did now, she pays homage to Donna summer. Mm-hmm. It's giving us, it's giving us old B, but it's giving us a transformed B. Right. Hence the name Renaissance, which essentially means rebirth, which essentially, exactly. if we want to go really back into the root of Renaissance, the Renaissance time started in the 14th century Italy. It is when people, you know, were actually love a just, queen with info. We love a we love a well. <laughs> but it, the Renaissance actually started then. That's when the yeah. modern, that's when modern times, that's when the Middle Ages, that's when modern times really just started to be like, no, we're doing this these things this way and we can take the old yeah we can take the old and we can cherish those traditions but we're gonna do it our way new way this way that's that's renaissance that's the rebirth that's really the origin of renaissance but essentially if you wouldn't be like people are like well what is renaissance is if you want one word for renaissance renaissance is rebirth it's rebirth yeah 100 and circling back like where she's just going back to her heritage but also keeping like the house music to appease like the white crowd mm-hmm. is it, like that part in cozy where it's just like was it T.S. Madison where she's where th- that input like she just sampled yes. that like, bitch yes like I yeah. love that I love that because that mm-hmm. person has been hustling so hard to get like their message out there yeah. and th- a trans icon right so like yes like b of course gave that i don't know what they like you know but it's just like i just love that that she She put yeah she gave them the accolades that they deserve because listen honey we would not have the fashions the makeups the loops the the music the, the music, the, the fashion, everything without our gay and lesbian at trans plus community. And really, yeah, let's be more specific. And like fucking Karen's. And what was that? What was that? that where she was just like, what did she say? These Karen's, out, These no, Karen's no, no. out here being terrorists or something. I was just like, I do not claim yes. B, please. Because what she was essentially saying, and this is how I took it, but what she essentially is saying is that these Karen's are now our new day terrorists. This is our new modern day terrorists, right? Because 20 years the, ago. Turn on the fucking news. Turn on the news. Like, exactly. They're losing their mind over the most minimalistic thing where it's just like, I'm sorry, have you realized what the African American community has gone through for centuries? Yeah. You're inconvenienced over the most minor, most minor things. things. Like yeah. you get a straw. Oh, yeah. shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Stop. You know, she wasn't like, she, Beyonce isn't exactly like saying, oh, I'm just like, Yes, she loves working with new writers. She is the queen of working with new writers, but she's going to stick to her producing team and she's going to stick to her collaborators. So 
of course, she's going to have heavy hitters like Raphael Sadiq. She's going to have um, Dream. Pharrell. Brilliant. Dream. She's Did been working with Dream. A brilliant lyricist. Are you kidding me? The melody. She's been working with that motherfucker for years. Genius. Years. Genius. genius. He's genius. So like, she's. She works with these people also not for not, but like, I love the fact that she pulls in people like Twinkie Clark, you know, mm-hmm. like the, from the Clark sisters, like that gospel, like that root. She's oh. like, and the fact I never knew who Giorgio Momodor was until Daft Punk. I didn't yeah. know. George, I didn't know this Italian dude was like the king of house music until yeah. Daft Punk introduced me to them in 2013. Yeah. I had no idea who that guy was. He's on the album, you know. So essentially, the person too. It was like someone. It was someone like old R and B that she, it was on one of the he, his his uh, credit was on one of the songs. I can't remember, but it was like one of the last songs that I was like, "Damn, that's respect." Because she's just like she's giving homage to like um, just the people that came before her mm-hmm. that are like that also kind of created R&B to, to what it is today. And there, Absolutely. yes, there is space for you here. Like, I want you here because you started this essentially yes. and yeah. I want your input. Like, yes. and also Sabrina Claudio with the plastic off the couch. Like I, without even knowing she helped with that song, listening to that song, you cannot tell me you wouldn't be like, this sounds like Sabrina Claudio. Yeah. And I love that Beyonce kept it very Sabrina Claudio-esque. Yes. You just like, but I feel like, and I, I love this. I love this about Beyonce is like she, and she said this during, um, I feel like it was, it was the self-titled where she was doing like, uh, not rocket, but when she was doing, um, what's this ass that one. And then, um, rocket. No angel, no angel. Oh, yes. Like she was just like, I just want to see what my voice can do. Yeah. I respect that so much because it literally shows that one, it shows that she's a bad fucking bitch where she's just like, my fans accept me. And but on the on the other side of that is just like, I want to see what my voice can do. I've been doing this. I did Dangerously in Love. I did, you know, the live uh, tour Crazy in Love. I did all these things. I did On the Run. And I just want to, like, I want to see what my voice can do. Yeah. And there was a lot of uproar with how she produced and how, who she picked to produce that, the self-titled, because they were like, well, your voice sounds like really like, I was just like looking at like the goddamn like like bridge trolls like commenting on like you know like oh it could have sounded like clearer it could have sounded better and 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 her response to that was like no because my message was like I wanted it to sound like kind of grimy I wanted it I wanted you to hear the rasp in my voice and I was just yeah. like that's why I freaking ride for you so hard that's yeah. why. Cause you're not yeah. afraid of sounding different. You're not afraid of like doing something different and your fans being like, Oh, I hate her. I hate her now. Because essentially what that is, is being intentional with your choices. Right. Right. And that's, that's just heavy hitter, big dick energy. Anyone can have, you know, I should say the song King Bay energy. Like mm-hmm. exactly. So essentially I just think that Bay just said, 
get on the motherfucking dance flow. We need a break ski break ski from the stresses and the realness of the this world. And like, let's just dance, except love, like fuck freely. Like it's Studio 54 and it just gives me so much joy because I was even telling I was floating in the lake last weekend with my grandma. I was just floating in the lake. And I was just chilling with my grandma. And I was like, Nina, I was like, I call her Nina. We call her Nina. I don't know why. We just do. Like, that's my grandma. But she's not grandma, but she's Nina. So I was like, like, Nina, I was like, I was born in the wrong sense. I was like in the wrong decade. And she was like, really? She was like, I was like, yeah. I was like, honestly, I need to be your age. And she goes, why? Yeah, she goes, why is that? I said, and my grandma's young. My grandparents are young. And she's 77. Okay, so young, yeah. She's yeah. young. Um, my whole parents and grandparents are young. And um, she said, why is that? I said, because I just needed to know what it meant to feel like to be like completely present, lost in hallucination, drugs, and ecstasy all at the same time while knowing that like no one can get a hold of me. Yeah. And like, I'm just here in the moment. And I'm she, of course, phones. there's no looked at me crazy because <laughs> I'm telling my grandma that I need to be a free, loving, ecstasy using disco dancing diva. Put me in Woodstock, baby. Put hey. me in Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but essentially I was like that. That's the music that I have loved since like Same. I've been born, like disco Same. dance music, like get me some roller skates and yes. some big hair and some like cute lashes and she's a moment and like let i people, let me flourish let me let just, me flourish let me wear these big hoops let me have a big big ass wig and a lash and a booty yeah. short and like a skate and let me like, just i don't i don't want to know what an iphone is i don't want to know what instagram is like i actually don't my life yeah let me and go let me go let me go idaho so that's i and she was just like yeah i she's like i can see that this is actually the same grandma that, I, you know, bought me a T-shirt at 19 years old on my birthday and said, I'm not the boss, but I know what you should be doing. And I just, thought, <laughs> I just thought, yeah, she gets me. Dreaming. She, no, she, no, she fully, fully, fully she gets, gets me. You. Yep. Yeah. She's yep. also a Virgo. So Beyonce and my grandma are Virgos. And I'm a Virgo also. So. Okay. So how do we feel about Virgo's groove? Like, talk to me about a Virgo's groove moment. I'm a Capricorn, so, you know, I'm here for the earth sign now. Okay, so first of all, let's rewind. When I found out that Beyonce and I are both Virgos, I was just like, okay, um, I feel like I need to throw a party. I feel like there should be some celebration. It's a celebration for sure. I'm listening. I'm just going to re- replenish my wine. And oh wait, hold up. Let's do it at the same time. Bring the wine bottle over. Bring the wine bottle hither, Heather. Oh, what do you mean? My wine bottle. No, shut the fuck up. God damn it. Wait, what do you mean? I don't want anybody, listen. I don't want anybody to sleep on Boda Box. Okay. Boda Box. Boda Box. Box wine. wine. No one should ever hate on it. If they hate on it, they've never tried it. Listen. And here, here is a future sponsorship from Boda Box. 
Budabox, an award-winning wine, an eco-friendly portable packing, and it pairs well with everywhere. This one is called Red Red Volution. And it's the 50th Wine Enthusiast Best Buys. Over 50 gold medals. So suck it, America. I'm drinking boxed wine. Do not sleep on boxed wine, baby. Do not. You better not. And honestly, my cousins got me into Boda Box. So shout out to um, my cousin Gabby and Morgan. Y'all got me on the Boda Box, bitch. And I love it. And I love it. And I ain't shame. I ain't afraid. Nuh-uh. No, baby. That's an advertisement. Um, And honestly, how you read that, like they would be stupid not to give you a collab stupid. moment. Stupid. I have a couple sponsorships. I'm trying to get more, but you know, Wait, I, don't think people know. I don't think people know. I have two, I have two companies where we are in a partnership. Um, one is Sleep Sutera. And then the second one I'm about to come out with, but I have to like actually make the content and all that stuff. So I don't want to say anything. <laughs> now I'm like so curious. Now I'm just like whisper it to me. No, 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 it's nothing. It's nothing. No, it's it's literally like a um like a home, like a clean, like a home brand, which I'm all about. I'm so about that. That's all I want. Yeah, I'm never, I'm never going to be like, okay, sure. I'll do a partnership with you. Uh, You're a lip balm that I never use. Like, I'm never going to do that because I'm not about that life. And if I don't use this shit, I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah, but this one I'm I'm definitely down with. um, And I'm excited to get, you know, all of my green cleaning products. Hashtag 30 paws. (laughs) Here at 30 Plus, pause, we only use green products. Hey, here at 30 Plus, we're trying to save the planet and make sure our space is clean. <laughs> so I want to um, switch back to be, what are, I would say, I, I have different like favorites from Friday to now. <laughs> so what are your uh, record banger favorites and, and why? Share share with me my number one cuff it i did okay. i i for sure for sure yeah. for sure understand and she is she is a business woman just like jay-z said i'm not a businessman i'm a business man mm-hmm. that is the exact same thing with beyonce she knew what she was doing and she released you know uh i literally just said it my brain is melting cuff it, cuff it. Thank you. Um, but with, with the single that she released, it was like the single, I feel like, like you don't break my soul, break my soul. Mm-hmm. is a very unlike every other track on this list. So it was like, I don't know. If she did it to be like, Oh, like to knowing Beyonce, me acting like I know Beyonce. <laughs> okay. Personally, we know each other. So like, hey. I'm, like, I'm just like, I know a friend that knows a friend that knows a friend that knows Beyonce. So I know her, but we know, we know, um, we're basically best friends, but I feel like it was such a solid business move to release. Um, you won't break my soul. Won't break my soul first, because that is unlike every other track on the album. So we were still like, so I, I go, okay, it's dance hall. I love that. But there was no African beats. There was no, there was none of her like heritage in that. So we were like, okay, so like, I still don't know. So I was like, okay, is it going to be all dance hall? Like, what do we, yeah. what do we, what's going on be? Well, like, and also Cuff It and Blow from her self-titled album 
has yeah. a lot of similarities and I love a disco moment. So I'm just like, okay. of course, like blow. I loved that video. Love it. That video love was it. amazing. She was at the roller rink. She was having her time of her life. With she the has, come on. Yeah, like, like she, on. she will forever have that disco Diana Ross, Donna mm-hmm. Summer inspiration in her because it was like a new did. like a like a current twist on it which yep. I fully love so okay so um definitely you won't break my soul love that um just because of the message behind it I don't necessarily love every aspect of it because mm-hmm. I feel but but I understand it because she did that song purely for radio like radio, one thousand percent. Because how is she gonna how is she gonna put cuff it in radio? Like it's not gonna happen. How exactly? It's not. It's she it's, literally it's, says fuck every other fifth word. <laughs> it is literally not feasible. So great business business move on Parkwood for shout out Parkwood on that one. Yeah. But, um, cuff it and then mm-hmm. um the plastic on the couch and the then couch. Okay. Um cozy love that because it's just like all about self-love it's all about like Mm -hmm. um I really grew to love that song today as well just to be clear it's plastic off the sofa we kept saying couch but we don't want to fuck it up no but um my brain has been currently melting so I wrote notes just but I didn't write that one down oh good I remember it but that I didn't remember it I'm here you freaking got me. Got so, um, and I just love that, like two of my favorite artists, Beyonce and Sabrina Claudio, like collaborated on that one. So that's just yeah. like a dream collaboration. Yes. I agree. Um, and uh, what's the um, Virgo's what? It's Virgo's groove, I believe. Virgo's groove. Yep. Virgo's groove. Yeah, Virgo's groove. I'm unsure. I need to, I need to listen to it a little bit more. Okay. I think- I think I love it, but I'm the type of person that like, I will listen to a song and it's, it's very weird. Even with Beyonce, like I, I initially will hate it, but I just know that's like who I am as a person and just like very, uh, salty mm-hmm. and just like, well, that goes yeah. to show like the be- very beginning of our conversation Saturday morning. I was like, yes. I enjoy a few songs. I'm not obsessed with it, but I'm here. Exactly. With it. I'm here for it. And now between that time and then today, and then as many times as I've listened to the album in rotation, and I'm not going to say how many, cause it's scary, but, um, uh, <laughs> how many, how many times I've listened now I have, I have new, new favorites. And I think this is, this, exactly. like, this is just what Beyonce does is that her music is so complex Yes. There are so many layers to it that each time I listen to it, I find something new about it that I like. And it's a great take. I love so much. So I love so much. So for me personally, it's definitely they, cuff it and thick. Yes. For sure. I love cuff it. I love thick. I'm going to say the entire transition from cozy alien superstar cuff it energy and break my soul those from tracks two to fucking seven i'm gonna put church girl in there too from two to seven church girl i forgot about church girl the transitions makes people want to listen to an entire album and that is something that 
I haven't heard in such a long time. Janelle Monet spoke on this about probably almost 10 years ago now about how people no longer listen to albums. People listen to tracks and she switched it up when it came to her music and why people are going to listen to her entire album. I'm a huge Janelle Monae fan. Huge. So, so I love that. I love the fact that she made us listen. From and it was literally like, track I one just, like, all the way I feel like the only other person, maybe like Michael Jackson did that in the beginning of his career. Mm-hmm. It was just like, it's a, um, what is the effing word? Oh my God. I just cannot stand my brain right now, but it's just like, it's a, um, it's in itself a work of art where it's like, like the artist is saying it the way that they articulate it and have one run into another they're saying please do not listen to just one song and then pick a song three songs down please listen to it from top to bottom because Because of the whole piece it is a piece of art it is a work of art yes it's because more listen to it for without pausing it and jumping all and that's the thing is like would you literally watch a series and skip to episode five great point oh my god yes no i'm gonna watch from episode one why would i not know what's happening from episode one to four no and the way that beyonce is it's like she at like she'll say a lyric here but then like she'll like double down on that lyric three songs later so you like if you listen to that song first, you're just like, I don't know what she's talking about. Like I, I don't well, and she'll double down, especially when it comes to because she does give us little nuggets of her um political and social views. And I she will continuously do that because she is an artist and that who that's who she is as a person. And I respect that. And I don't mind when artists start putting their own political views in their music. Yeah. I mean. I started loving that shit when like Rage Against the Machine did that shit. Oh my back god, nineteen ninety eight. So I'm here. And when for they got off the air because they were like, "Please don't swear," and they're like, <laughs> "Fuck you, I won't do what they say." And they're like, like oh, well, 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 they were yeah. supposed, supposed to do no, that." No, the BB, the BBC like, flipped. The BBC flipped. Cut it off, please. Cut it off. Cut it off. You literally hired Rage Against the Machine, and you knew what song they were singing and about the lyrics. So. What did you think they were going to do? Oh, Not rage against the machine? Oh, that's sorry. so bad. Who is sleeping on the job to Zay, baby? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, I just saw that on Instagram the other day, and I was just like, it was like, because I followed this, like, music. I reposted page. it, because I was like, God damn it, I need to see Maybe that's where I high. saw it, because I was just like, BBC literally thought they were going to not swear. <laughs> this is so cute of them to think that they would not swear. Because this is exactly what the song is about. I mean, like, fuck the system. Fuck you. Like, like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. We won't swear. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I was. I was that 10, 11, 12-year-old girl back yeah. in the late 90s that, like, raged Same. to rage against the machine. Yeah. And I didn't know why. No, but I, I was raging. I was but I was raging and it was the music and it was the time. So I'm always here for an artist giving me some any sort of message, whether I like I obviously have to have like the same belief system because I'm not going to be listening to like Toby Keith and putting a boot in your ass. But at the same time, I am I am all about like that artistic freedom and say what the fuck you want to say. And she does every single time. 
And she doesn't have to, because she gave us that so much during Lemonade that she's just like, everybody knows where I'm at. So I'm just going to sprinkle. And then we're just going to have fun. I love, because I wrote down some, I did, she did take notes. I love where she said, um, not the man, not the pearls, not the diamonds. I'm that girl. Like, because I feel like Beyonce's always been like that because in somewhere, uh, somewhere in these lyrics, I, I couldn't remember what song it was, but she was just like the, um, the, what's the bag that she always wears. And then she goes, I got that Hermes in, uh, in a, um, in a storage place in a storage. Oh. Okay. She was like, no, I'm going to pick the cheaper one, but I got that Hermes. I feel like that's the, the literal biggest flex that you have a over $10,000 bag just sitting in storage house and you're picking a $300 bag instead. And then she was just like, um, I thought it was very interesting that she said, I didn't want this power, but I feel like that's very true for Beyonce because she just wanted to sing. Like that's all she wanted to do. And then she became this like mega superstar. Like, yeah, I don't know if that like, yeah. When you see in destiny's child and her stealing the mic from Michelle, like numerous times, like, mm-hmm. yes, she was out here. Like fucking like, give me the mic. Let me do my thing. Yeah. But I don't know if she knew like she would become like the queen of this. And then the other um, the other lyric that's just iconic is not uh, the knocking Basquiat's off the wall. Like, OK, queen. Yeah. No, you are knocking like iconic, legendary pieces, pieces of art, of art. <laughs> pieces of art off the Casual wall. Six figure pieces of art off the it's wall. Fine, because we know you can pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. She does. You know what? That's her. She's always going to do a subtle flex. But honestly, I feel like Renaissance is fantastic. I mean, I'm always going to be a B fan. Um, You know, we are always going to have a B controversial moment, you know, because in in the earlier days, let's be really real. There was a lot of like um, borrowing of ideas when it came to, um, concepts and visuals um but at the same time I think that essentially she's the Michael Jackson of our time I'm glad that you mutually agree with me on this one you were the perfect person to discuss this with just thank you so much for your time yes this was so fun I loved this I absolutely loved it so cheersies babe and um, I'm going to feature, cheersies, clink, clink. I'm going to feature um, some of your music and our outro. And um, as I did on season one, I will do, of course, this season because you are an artiste and I love you. I did and- drop a new song, um, <gasps> The Cycles One. So if yes. you drop that Oh, one. we dropping that, baby. That's what we're doing. Because it's a duet. So my part comes in like towards the end. So if you- Herbs. If you want to do that. I love that. Well, Corinne, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining and doing this because it's a good time. And I'm just glad that you're in it as much as I'm in it. Yes. Always. I feel like we're just connected in the soul and I just appreciate that so much. Absolutes.